Hey there, welcome to Your Basket is Empty. My name's Tim Richardson and I'm your host. Well, what a world we're living in, eh? Uh, this is my first remote podcast and I'm recording it on Zoom, hence the fidelity is not as good as it usually is. But I thought this was an opportune time to chat to somebody who knows what they're talking about when it comes to working from home. So my guest for today is Shauna Morin, who is an executive coach and founder of Operate Remote, a consultancy that specializes in remote working. We touch on the cultural impact of working from home, whether working from home will be the new norm, and hopefully some tips for anybody that is holed up in their apartment or their house. Before we get into it, how are the leading DTC brands growing their business? Well, they're using Klaviyo, the growth marketing platform chosen by over 25,000 global innovative online brands. Klaviyo believes in supporting growth, which is why they won't tie you into lengthy contracts, hidden setup or support fees, or feature-based pricing. With a platform that is both powerful and easy to use, it's no wonder so many brands have switched to Klaviyo. Looking for one more compelling reason? Brands switching to Klaviyo see an average of 62 times return on their investment. Don't take my word for it. Go and check them out. Visit klaviyo.com slash your basket is empty. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash your basket is empty. Enjoy the episode. Shorter. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, Tim. I'm great. How are you? I am well. Yes, as we were discussing before, very interesting question. Um, I think the world is coming to grips with an alternate reality, which I'd say very few of us would have predicted. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as things go, not too bad. Um, I'm interested in where in the world are you? I am in County Mayo in Ireland. I'm in a place called Lewisborough and it is basically in the middle of nowhere beside the beach and there's mountains all around. So I am here self-isolating with my boyfriend for the week. So we decided to to do a little getaway. So um, yeah, it's it's very nice to be around nature. It's very grounding in uh, time of chaos so yeah yeah i think that that, that that's a key point right if, if, you know what's interesting talking about nature there's a slight sidestep but i feel that nature needs a break from us and yes. in some way is this nature's way of saying you know what everyone <laughs> you need to go to your room for a little bit and stay there and i need a breather um because yeah, I think that as much as there is some really, really difficult times ahead, I feel that the, the world in terms of environment and so forth will hopefully get some sort of respite. Oh, absolutely. I've, I've read a little bit about that and, you know, how some of the animals are coming back into the cities and the fish are back in, you know, the, the, the rivers in different cities and, um, yeah, I, I do think it's a, it's a time for that. And even I thought about, like, think about how many coffee cups we're saving because there's no coffee shops open. Like, you know, how much waste there was. Um, you know, how much we're, we're saving by people not having to drive or commute every day. Like, yeah, so crazy, right? Yeah, it's funny how those things, yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, the coffee cup thing is, is, is a great example where, you, you know, we, we, we do it kind of thoughtlessly and it just, yeah, seems to add up and now it's, it's not a thing anymore. So, yeah, I am, I, am, I am well behind Mother Nature right now and I hope she's having a well-earned rest. Um, 
So um, obviously we'll talk a little bit more about the kind of current political economic climate and how it relates to you, but I'm keen to sort of start with a little bit of, of your journey and, and you kind of had been in a world of e-com partnerships at, at, at a place like Shopify, but you've, you've gone out and started your own thing. So I'm keen to understand just what was your thought process and, and maybe sort of a quick synopsis of the journey from, from then to now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so, you know, I, I studied psychology. That was um, where I decided to start. Um, and I've always been fascinated by human behavior, the way we think, um, you know, how we manage ourselves, how we manage other people. Um, but, you know, it, when I graduated, it was mid-recession. Um, so I thought, right, let's get, let's get into the world of work here and, and try to get a job. And I just kind of naturally fell into different areas around IT and business development and recruitment, and then naturally fell into e-commerce. Um, so I worked in partnerships in e-commerce for a couple of years. Um, and I, you know, I really loved working with e-commerce brands. I love the opportunity that e-commerce brings. I, I primarily worked with agencies all over EMEA, which Europe, the Middle East and Africa. And I had done that for a couple of years and, uh, I was working remotely and we had a team of about eight different partner managers based all over the world. And although Shopify, you know, they do have a lot of remote right now everything is remote, but back then they did have, you know, several remote teams, but it was also a hybrid environment. So we were working and reporting directly into um, the head office in Canada and Ottawa. But there was a lot of things that I felt needed changing and there was a lot of adjustments in terms of mindset and strategy and processes. Um, So I decided to go back to university while I was working at Shopify and I studied innovation management and I based all of my research around remote teams because I essentially wanted to make our team more efficient and understand how we could work better as a group of amazing people based all over the world on completely different time zones. So I got deeper and deeper into the research, looking at things like company culture and leadership styles and remote teams and communication strategies. And there was, I guess, what I found was it wasn't just my team that needed help. It was so many other businesses that needed help. So I started getting approached um, you know, by people asking me, can I help them with their business? They want to go remote. Maybe their communication is ineffective on the remote teams. They're struggling with employee engagement. And that's kind of where the idea from Operate Remote was kind of born, I guess. Um, roll on a couple of, I think it was about a year, I had moved on to another position, uh, heading up channel partnerships for an e-commerce platform. Um, and I was in that job, uh, you know, about seven months, um, operate remote was kind of put to the, the back burner at this stage. Um, and I just really realized that I wasn't living into what I call my own definition of success. Um, and I felt that I wasn't fulfilled in what I was doing. So I decided to have a coaching session. I had never tried coaching before. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, But I booked a coaching session online with a fantastic coach um, who had all the credibility. And we went through in that session what it was that I valued um, as a person and what it is that I really 
wanted out of my life, how I would be fulfilled and what my definition of success really was. And we challenged some of the existing mindsets or uh, behaviors that I was living into, but just wasn't serving me anymore. So let me tell you uh, like the example that, that we kind of worked through, which was really around how I thought my definition of success was the job title, the salary, the promotion, the bigger responsibility. Yep. The standard, you know. The standard. <laughs> the, standard the standard, yeah, 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 yeah. Criteria, you know, tick box for success. No, I get exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's where I was living into. So that's why I felt unfulfilled. And it was at that moment I decided that I was going to become a coach because in that moment of being coached, I felt like I was coming home. And it was like, you know, personal development, psychology books that's my hobby. <laughs> and I felt like this is actually uh, a career. This is something that I can do. So when I looked back at my experience around e-commerce partnerships, remote working, all of the research I had done on that, and I started looking at some of the people that wanted to work with me. And what I found was that, you know, while the strategy, the process and you know, the consulting part of it is important. What's equally as important is empowering people for the long term in remote teams and adjusting the mindset, um, adjusting leaders' mindset around how they can effectively manage remote teams and you know really thrive in remote teams. So now with Operate Remote, um, you know, I'm in business about a year. I work with international clients all over the world. I work with larger teams um, like Webflow, like Shell Inter. International. I work with, you know, um, small to medium-sized teams, technology partners, agencies that are, you know, well, everyone's remote at this stage, um, <laughs> but that want to really upscale and empower their team and develop their team. I do leadership one-to-one, -one, uh, executive coaching, co-founder coaching, and I absolutely love it because the thing is, I'm so aware now of my values and what I want in my life that I can really adjust and navigate to make sure that I'm living into those every day. So, you know, training as a coach was one of the most difficult yet transformational experiences I've ever had because once you get really clear on who you are and what you want, it's very hard to not action that. So, you know, halfway through training as a coach, I left my job <laughs> and I said, I, I just can't do this anymore. And I said, I'm going to go full time with Operate Remote. And I really didn't have a clue how that was going to play out. Um, it was very uncertain. Um, but, you know, it did work out because, um, you know, I built that level of resilience and I knew that I was doing something for me. So, it was a really interesting journey. <laughs> that is fantastic. So, so there, there were there, there were elements or there were sparks of what this may have been like early on, particularly when you started um, focusing in on the remote working bit. But it wasn't until you did the more self-reflective, uh, introspective uh, search during the kind of time when you were doing the coaching that kind of gave you that extra, not just. Um, I suppose, impetus to do this because you really sort of um, figured out what it is that you wanted. I suppose, ironically, this is giving you another unique selling proposition to your coaching, right? Because there's not many that, uh, well, there's plenty of coaches out there, but the whole remote working plus the coaching and the leadership stuff 
that's really interesting. I've never seen yeah. that before. So yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, you know very niche down in terms of what I do, but that's where my expertise lie, and um, it's yeah, it's it's been an it's been an incredible journey, and I think now it's even more um, in a way it's 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 busier now than ever because <laughs> yeah, you know because everybody has questions around remote working. I think that now it's it's not a it's not a normal case of remote working. Usually when I work with businesses, we put, you know, a long-term strategy in place and we make sure that that business change of transitioning teams to remote or um, bringing on remote workers is, you know, the risk is mitigated. Whereas businesses now were in the office two weeks ago and on Friday they thought, okay, Monday we're working from home let's try do this so it's very sudden um it can be uh very uh scary for businesses because I think every business is a little bit concerned right now or mm. more than a little bit concerned yeah. um but then adding on top of okay we have this new environment you know teams are working from home how are we going to manage this what are the things that we should be doing you know what are the things that we need to be aware of these are all questions that are spinning around in, in leaders and, and business owners' minds right now. So that's a really interesting point. Um, in an ideal world, one would have, what, weeks and months to plan this sort of, you know, this kind of transition um, mm. to a more remote working environment. Uh, do you think there are, what are some things that people could be doing kind of now? You kind of have to let the wave just happen, right? And, and are people doing it kind of retrospectively? Do you think... Uh, businesses that have a stronger culture are going to get through this or is it is a bit of a free-for-all everyone's just kind of you know has to you know roll with the punches yeah I I really hope that businesses don't judge remote working on this experience um because if there are businesses that are maybe not having great um you know experiences with this right now you know it's not fair to judge what a remote working strategy is like on that but i think there's there's a couple of things i think that any team needs to do now and that's really looking at normalizing the discomfort because everybody is feeling discomfort right now um you know you need to look at your team you need to look at the humans that are on your team and what they're situations are you know it's not just a case that they're going to be able to work eight hours a day online probably because maybe they'll have their kids at home there's no childcare. maybe their spouse is at home maybe they're you know trying to share an office space or working from the kitchen table maybe they're homeschooling maybe they have a loved one that they have to look after maybe their mental health isn't that great at the moment with anxiety or you know you just don't know what's really going on um so i think that work and life isn't separate anymore it's intertwined so you have all of these people that have brought their work and their work responsibilities inside their front door and everything is inside their front door right now so I think the first thing that any business needs to do um, is to have a conversation open conversations on a team level um, or on an organizational level to normalize the discomfort that everybody's feeling call it out look, guys, I know we feel uncertain. I know we're trying to manage a lot of things right now. I know there's a lot going on. How can we support each other 
in this time of uncertainty like what's important to you guys you know it's very easy for a company to go away and say well we're going to create this you know social meetup strategy online and we're going to give them x y and z but if you're not actually if you're not actually speaking to people then you don't actually know what they want so i think you know it's really a case of normalizing that having that conversation and saying okay like what's going on for you what makes sense i think leaders especially need to really help their employees prioritize their workloads right now because i mean in, in my experience tim over the last couple of weeks nobody's at 100 productivity nobody nobody is 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 working to what they would have been working a couple of weeks ago because there's so much going on so i think that's the first thing I think obviously, you know, I don't want to get too much into the tools and technology aspects of it, but, you know, you should look at creating a technology stack that allows for communication and collaboration. I think most people are using the likes of Zoom, the likes of Slack. Yeah. Um, I, I think the biggest advice I, I would give right now is not to get overwhelmed by all the technology out there. You know, <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. imagine people just, yeah, yeah, just going nuts on like, <laughs> remote working technology you know uptake yeah yeah and just you know adding this app and adding that app mm. it's going to get overwhelming start mm. with the basics um you know start start small make sure on zoom like it sounds simple but make sure on zoom on team meetings that you've set the expectation you know that everybody turns their video cameras on. yep yep um it sounds so simple but from my research and from you know all the research out there it's the importance of seeing somebody uh versus only hearing the tone of voice like we communicate so much through our body language eye contact so this is what is going to give you a, a check-in with employees as well to see how they're actually doing you know it's like if you can see somebody then they have a reason to to really get up get dressed you know, <laughs> yeah which... exactly what's interesting i find is when you turn the camera on it you kind of get a little window into somebody's soul don't you you kind of get an, an understanding of what they are like not in a, in a in an environment that you usually know them but that that's yeah i find that so true and the, 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 is it a common thing where you kind of suggest to people because of the video or uh, visual nature of it, it 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 has a whole bunch of other kind of um, things that go with it so that means you need to be presentable you need to make sure that your space is tidy and all of that I, I presume helps with the psychology behind the idea of remote working where it's not sitting there in your pajamas in your hoodie <laughs> in yeah that sort of thing yeah it absolutely does yeah for sure um and I think you know for for employees like it's not just it's not just new remote employees or teams that are struggling. It's also existing remote teams. I just want to mention that as well, because, you know, a lot of the remote teams that I have worked with and the remote leaders, they would have heavily relied on external activities in order to build a routine that's the most effective for them. So, for example, they would have been going to the gym. They might have been working from a co-working space, going to a coffee shop, you know, meeting friends for lunch. These are the things that kept them well and happy in yeah in, yeah, in yeah 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 they don't have yeah. that now so everybody has to readjust their routines their schedules and um, and i think because things are changing so quickly and because there's so much going on in everybody's lives and minds right now i just think giving yourself that little bit of time in the morning to say okay what do i what do i need right now 
Like what do, what do I need? Is it that I need a walk outside? Is it that I need to do a workout? Is it that I need to do a meditation? I think giving yourself um, that opportunity to reflect is really important and allowing your employees to build routines around that. So if you can clearly communicate what the priorities are, everybody knows what's expected of them in terms of how they show up online. They know um, what's expected of them in terms of, you know, performance and and workloads and projects. Um, And then you say, okay, I trust you. I give you the autonomy to create a flexible schedule around that. Um, I think that that's a pretty powerful thing. Um, And I think that's the way that we have to to lean into working right now Um, until that level of panic is, is over. (laughs) <laughs> and that's a really interesting point, right? And it, it feels to me, so, so in our working environment, we make websites, our, our, you know, certainly, yeah, um, you know, it's a big thing in, in my team is like, I, to me, things like trust are a given, you know, it's not something you earn, you are given it. That is a thing when we start working together that trust is there and we have very, very open communication. And when, when uh, things are, are not going to plan, then we talk about it and we address it. And I feel that, I mean, it's only been a week, but things have been pretty good. And it does seem that if if a company has that kind of culture where you have got that openness, that trust, that communication, then hopefully the moving to the working remotely or flexible working, I suppose, is maybe another way of putting it or a better way. It shouldn't be such a dynamic shift because if you've got people out there that you're working with and you trust them implicitly, the stuff's just going to get done. And equally... You know, if, if you already have a more flexible arrangement with them, because you trust them, you know, like, oh, if they're going to leave at three o'clock, that's cool. No worries. See you later. I know they're going to jump back online at six and they're going to finish off whatever it is that they need to do, that you should see that transfer not be as disruptive. And I'd imagine if companies don't have that, that's where they might feel a pinch, where they don't trust their employees because of they haven't built that culture or hired the right people or whatever, that they're really going to find this sort of new world extremely difficult. Yeah, micromanagement, lack of trust is is there's no room for that in, you know, how things are are changing right now. Um, and there's definitely no room for that in remote teams. I always say trust is like, you know, the battery on your phone. Like we have to fast track trust in remote teams. But it should, if you think of the battery on your phone and you think of, okay, that battery is at 70%. So when you hire somebody, your hiring process should reflect that 70% or that 60%, whatever it is. But you should should feel confident in your hiring process that yes, you have hired the right person. And that other 30%, that should be around what's expected of the employee mm. and, and the relationship. So how they show up, what is it that you expect them to do? Maybe it's something even as simple as turning the video camera on. Maybe it's that they, you know, they they do a daily stand up or you know they work on their KPIs or they communicate on a on a weekly basis around their projects and and the updates like what is it that that's that's thirty percent of expectation on how to build that trust and I think for leaders to think about that around what is the organizational expectations and the team expectations and have they communicated that because what happens is leaders have these expectations like oh i expected them to be you know uh, active on slack today and it wasn't you know they weren't active on slack but if you haven't communicated your expectation around that and the reason why 
well, how do you expect people to know? So I think getting really clear on what you expect and why, you know, is it is it is is that expectation in place for a reason that's really going to serve the team and the performance of the team and that makes sense? Or is that an expectation that's in place just because, you know, you might have trust issues? Yeah, exactly. Right. Is the expectation there because you don't trust the people, which is very transparent. Yeah, that's such a true thing. Yeah. Right? And like it's. Yeah, I feel that the the, the 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 battery analogy is a really good one, right? And like you can imagine, like in it, if things aren't going well, the battery's probably depleting a little bit, right? And so, in order to get that back up, we need to see things that are going to help us get to those points. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I suppose to take a slight side step, do you think that like are we going into a new world here? Obviously, you're very very. Uh, aware of the remote working world and, and I suppose from, from a digitally first sort of agency like us and much of the industry that you and I have, have either been in or have been exposed to, this is not really a, a new thing. It, it, it's, or, it's already there. However, do you think we are moving into a new world where remote working is going to become more of a thing because of this? Like is the world going to change that dramatically that people are going to go, oh, hang on, do we really need to be having that expensive office <laughs> in mm. wherever it is in, in London. It's just actually not too bad. We, we've managed to survive this. So what's your thinking around what the potential outcome of this might be? I absolutely do think that it's going to change the way we work, Tim, for sure. I think you'll have a couple of different uh, sides, so mostly around the employee um, side of things I think that employees that have the experience not everybody I'm not saying remote working is for everybody but I think that employees that are working remotely now um, will experience a different type of lifestyle so maybe they were commuting a couple of hours a day you know um, into the city wherever it is maybe they weren't getting home until late maybe they didn't have time for themselves and I think those type of workers will demand remote working, um, you know, after this. I think some people will think, oh my gosh, remote working is not for me. I want to get back straight into an office. I miss my colleagues. I miss, <laughs> yeah. I miss people. I miss getting out I need that coffee break at that lovely <laughs> yeah. coffee store across the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And I think it's going to be the same for some businesses as well. I think the businesses that have a positive experience um, will see the opportunity in remote working. So for some businesses, while they will need to go back to an office for multiple different reasons, maybe it is a case that, you know, they do have remote working options and flexibility now. Um, maybe it is a case that they're remote friendly where, you know, they're not going to turn away great talent just because it's they're remote and they don't live where, where the office is. So I definitely think it's going to open up a lot more opportunities. I, I really think it's going to change the way... Um, um, that that we work um, in in most businesses, to be honest. Um, but again, it's um, I mean, it's happening now already. I think it's not it, working remotely isn't rocket science. Um, you know, it it I know a lot of people out there now are sharing their tips and their tricks, and this is what I do when I work from home, and this is what you should do, and this is the technology you should implement. It's very overwhelming. Like even I'm overwhelmed going on LinkedIn with all of the information around remote working. Um, but I think businesses really need to make sure that what they implement is authentic um, to their business and to their company culture and that it's a long-term strategy because we don't know how long this is going to last. So, you know, when it, when it started, I had clients that thought, okay, this is going to be for a week or two. 
but who knows like it's a lot longer than a week or two it could be a month or two it could be three months more I don't know nobody knows um so I think you know really what's important is that businesses um still get that 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 vision that purpose of the company across that element of company culture to inspire and to motivate and engage their employees um over the next couple of weeks um so you know you mentioned earlier like even if employees have um or or companies have you know a mediocre company culture um I think what really makes sense is to start looking at that now, giving people that vision, that mission, that overarching, this is why we're doing what we're doing um, is really important in a time like this and bringing in those company values or behaviors or whatever you have and start wiring and firing those on a daily basis in terms of how you're showing up, how you're appreciating and recognizing each other, how you're living into those values um, in a remote environment. I think it's really fundamental at this stage to create a team and not just have a group of independent workers doing their own thing. So that's a really interesting point. I suppose that touches on your 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 offering from from um, operate remote as a bit more of a holistic kind of leadership, executive coaching, you know, culture, um, uh, kind of uh, advisory service. Because it feels like the remote working, this concept of remote working and the kind of environment that we're in now is sort of uh, a catalyst for a bigger conversation. So. I, I truly do believe this is as much as it is difficult for, 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 for many, many businesses. I see it as a huge opportunity, right? For businesses to take stock of where they're at, become more agile, become more lean, do the things that they've wanted to do for ages, but they haven't been able to do it and, and really rethink how they're going to, you know, succeed and go forward. Um, mm. Because, you know, I think many of these, let's, let's be honest, right? Particularly in e-com, I think, like, the good times have been rolling, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just been, like, one fantastic year after another. And this has been a bit of a, you know, I see it as a, as, as, as a you know, a shock to the system that is going to be uh, challenging. But it just, it presents so many opportunities to, to rethink the way, to, to, to think or to rethink the way, the way we do things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the opportunity, as you said, especially for in the e-commerce space is huge. I mean, even even looking, you know, as an agency for you guys serving international clients, um, you know, having multiple time zones, having people in different locations on the ground, um, you know, for SaaS uh, or technology partners, you know, offering 24-7 support, um, you know, that's not really going to be possible it'll be possible but not sustainable um if you don't start hiring in other time zones um so you know and that's on the partnership side of things the e-commerce side of things of course is the same right um you know if you have international clients all over the world you want to be covering those those different time zones as well um so i think in the market that we're in it's like the opportunities are endless um, but I don't think I, I, I've been I've been really, I guess, considerate that I don't talk too much about the opportunities right now because I know people are still in that kind of panic mode. So I think, you know, over the next couple of weeks, when we really start settling into this new way of working, 
that's when I'm planning to try and educate some of these companies around the opportunities, um, how they can turn this in from a challenge to an opportunity on not only their team, but on a, on a more business strategic level as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. Like the timing is, is crucial and it's, it's interesting because I've seen, um, some, uh, stuff on, on, on sort of LinkedIn or other, other, other social platforms where, I feel companies have been going a little bit too aggressive on the opportunity front <laughs> right now. So yeah, I always think, yeah, I feel that I feel that there's an internal opportunity. There's an internal opportunity for, for businesses to really reflect, maybe not start offering <laughs> services that are, that are opportunistic, you know, to, you know, uh, I think that, that, that needs to be tread, treaded very, very carefully. But yeah, I think, yeah. you know, look, it's, 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 it's a time, um, that is going to be uh, <laughs> a whirlwind, but um, you know, I think that the, the the ones that are thinking and planning and and, and really, you know, um, being as lateral as they can are, are the ones that, that that will survive. I think ones that continue to do what they did before because we're in a new world are going to find it even more challenging, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I want to get onto some of the other stuff you do, uh, mm-hmm. specifically the the, the podcast of so the human behind the screen. So from from one podcaster to another. Um, I, yeah, talk, talk me through it. What, 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 how does it, uh, work with operate remote? Um, who are the sort of guests, what, what, what's it all about? Yeah, I think, um, thanks for asking. I, um, started the human behind the screen a couple of months ago. Um, really what I wanted to talk about was how we build really great human connections, interpersonal relationships, compassion, empathy, just wonderful human connections online. And, you know, I'm really focused on the emotional intelligence aspect of working online um, and showing up online and how we as humans, you know, we want that social connection with each other. Um, so how do we do that when we're working through a computer screen? And that's essentially what the human behind the screen is about. So I speak to humans all over the world that are working behind their screen to listen to their story about how they've learned over the last couple of years, whether that is as a remote worker or as a remote leader or as a remote first um, business founder. Um, so it's it's very different every conversation, but the, um, the the common thread and everything is that it's all around the world of remote work. And people are, are quite vulnerable on there in sharing their stories, the highs and the lows. Um, so if you are a remote worker that's maybe doing this for the first time, I definitely recommend checking it out. And the same if you're a leader as well. We've um, guests from the likes of HubSpot and Automatic. Um, I have some of my team members, uh, previous colleagues from Shopify on there. Um, so we have some really great tech and agency companies talking about their journeys. Yeah, I find it's it, it's a medium which is obviously getting a lot of attention, and and there's been a huge influx. Um, so I I think that it's really nice to see your take on it being from a position of that kind of psychology perspective um, yeah. and the human connection piece, because I suppose it's a really nice um, bolt on to the kind of broader offering of what you're doing, because you know, the fact of the remote working, there is a, a an automatic sort of 
barrier put in there by technology, but you need to remove that, right? And so mm-hmm. building that human connection and, 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 and um, yeah, I suppose we're, it's a, we're all it's people businesses, right? Like all the technology, this is what I always think, right? The technology is great. Everyone's got great technology. Slack's great. Zoom's amazing. Shopify's amazing. But it's all about the people behind it, right? Like particularly in the sort of service businesses that we kind of operate, it's like those are the things that, that, that you know, make things work and are the things that people are ultimately buying, right? Like when someone comes to you, they're buying you, you know, and your expertise and insights and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's really interesting. Yeah, I, I I truly believe that human capital is the most important capital that we have in business. And, and you know, one of my favorite quotes is from Dalai Lama, which is around, you know, technology really increases human ability, but technology not produce compassion. Um, it cannot produce compassion which is on your point like technology will bring us so far and thank goodness for it you know we we do work in that space and it's allowed us to do what we're doing even right now um but how do we bring those soft skills across um how do we bring that level of emotional intelligence across in order to create those fantastic um relationships online um and connections um with people and i think you know some people do that quite naturally some people find that a little bit more difficult um but i think it goes back to kind of my first point which was around any team right now needs to have a conversation around the uncertainty that's happening and talk about how you can support each other and what's going on for each other i think that's how you can start building that compassion, that empathy, and that awareness um, on a human level, because that will then feed into a team level, you know. Um, and uh, I truly believe that, um, you know, leadership really um, is around leading with the heart and caring about the people that you work with. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny? Because I find that just generally speaking, there's a slight sidestep, but the, the the business world is is just littered with you know things like the apprentice <laughs> people think that's how business is done and you need to be hard and you need to be cutthroat and you need to be you know like uh lex luther type character and, and i totally disagree with that i think that empathy compassion human connection is 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 the way that that, that businesses are, are you know are successful you know and, and that's not to say you don't and can't and will never need to not make hard calls and make tough decisions but yeah I think that, that the most successful leaders are the ones that have those kind of inbuilt and and then you know other things like great levels of self-awareness and you know it's not just about the you know the, the person that's the amazing public speaker which i think we, we 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 um we get drawn into as being the exceptional leaders within within, within businesses mm. so I, I that is a whole other podcast and i'm i'm keen to maybe we'll pick that up after this I Part two. Doing one. yeah 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 because i'm fascinated by that stuff my mum's my an executive coach so she and i are constantly talking about this stuff um yeah. so we might do that as a, as a secondary podcast but i'm keen to sort of draw it towards a close and i, I want to touch on a couple of things something more practical and something hopefully a little bit more um uh sort of uh, entertaining so i've got a very 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 important question for you and then i've got uh something that we'll, we'll end with so 
my most important question is what is your work from home lunch situation talk me through <laughs> what are your tips for work from home lunches my tips oh yeah i mean i've i've tried it all really i've tried um you know going out for lunch i've tried prepping food beforehand um i have I'm going to say it, sometimes I skip lunch because it's been so Blimey. busy. So, you know, I'm human too. I make mistakes. <laughs> and then I pay for it and I think, right, what, what was wrong with me yesterday? I was hungry. Um, so it's, um, I think really it's around creating your own routine that works for you and being adaptable because it will change. But I do like, as a remote worker, I have to say, I really do like the preparation if you can get that in. So your lunch is prepped and getting away from the computer screen. Mm. Um, some lunch times previously when we weren't on lockdown, I would go to the gym for lunch and then eat at my desk. So I was still getting that time away. Yeah. Okay. So you still got the break. So the, the actual yeah. physical eating bit can happen whilst you're on the screen. So long as you've had some sort of break, break. from it at some point. Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. That that is very that is sage advice. Um, final question then, um, and this is more of a practical one. I'm where, where can people find you? This is amazing stuff. I think you've got some incredible insights, and I would like you to do. Let's let's you know, let's just just plug away. Where can people find yeah. you? Yeah. So if anybody wants to get in touch with me, um, they can check out my website, www.operateremote.com. I'm a big fan of LinkedIn. So you can add me. It's Shauna Morn. Um, or you can send me an email. It's Shauna at operateremote.com. There you go. That was amazing. Shauna, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Tim. Thanks for having me. Right, there you have it. Big shout out to Shauna for joining me. If you want to learn any more, go to operateremote.com. Uh, and I'd also highly suggest you go check out her podcast, The Human Behind the Screen. A couple of things before we wrap it up. Firstly, a big shout out to my sponsor, Clavio, the world's most recommended growth marketing platform on the market. If you want to learn more, go visit them at clavio.com slash your basket is empty. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com slash your basket is empty. Final message, yeah, if you like the podcast, go like it, subscribe it, um, download it, etc. But most importantly, uh, wash your hands, stay away from everyone, be positive, be kind. I'll see you next time. I hope you're taking notes to the